0: Previously on In the Moment, Katie, take it away. We don't know where to go from here. You're the only gay one. In Do just arm- say something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to start singing the, in the arms of the angels. <laughs> <In> the <arms. laughs> the angels. Oh,
1: that oh. was too good. That is funny. Woo.
0: Yo, I wish y'all could hear like all the shit we talk about behind the scenes. Cancel, cancel, cancel. Yeah, we no, we're all out of here. But what we're gonna do is sell it. I'm gonna keep all of the dirty filth ball shit that Katie says <laughs> and when I'm big time, bro. Yeah. You fucking fucking blackmail with that shit. I'm oh, really? you. Yes, oh I got you too. Just
1: like I have my new folder. <laughs> nah, to you know
0: you know what's funny? Katie got all of I don't have nothing. Like that's, that's the shit that sucks when you're on air. You have nothing. The producers have everything. That's true. That's true. But Romeo, you was just saying that before. Yeah, I actually gave you an opportunity to be on my podcast. You used to listen to it, but in recent times, you said "fuck me." So tell everyone. <laughs> <laughs> tell everyone what you was saying.
1: I used to listen. Like you started it off with Blake. And, K- and Katie. I did. Do you remember that? Yep. And I, I remember, like, you used to call Blake Glistening Blake. What? At one point, it was Glistening Blake, but what it was, like, glistening? Moist Blake. And, Moist like, you called Moist Blake. Blake had all types of yeah, names. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I used to listen to the show all the time. I used to listen to the Bird Show. Dude, I started listening to the Bird Show, I think, my sophomore, junior year of high school. Okay. I-, I grew up in the Marietta, Atlanta area. Uh-huh. So I was a big fan of the Bird Show. Obviously, the Bird Show's number one in the, you know what I'm saying? Like, in Atlanta. You know, what's up? That's what's up. Talk about it. And so I used to listen to them. I don't know how the fuck I got into them. It was a white-ass fucking show. We all know this. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like, it was weird because I used to think I was the only Hispanic, the only Latino that would listen to this. And so I would listen to them. I started listening to Broly Speaking. Then I started listening to When You Hopped On. Then I started listening to Mo. because at first it was Brian. Then you came in. And, like, I even listened to, like, Brian's podcast. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I was, like, a hardcore P1. Super fan. Dude, it's kind of scary. Honestly, like, it's kind (laughs) of weird. (laughs) Like, now that I look back at it. So, but once I joined the show and I became part of you guys, I stopped listening to everybody. I don't know what it was, but it was just kind of like I listened to you guys for four fucking hours of the day. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So afterwards, when I go home, I don't want to listen to y'all. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I've listened to certain episodes of your podcast. It's kind of like this weird thing where it's just like I'm listening to my coworker.
0: No. If, you I, don't, I don't know no, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. I don't take offense to this at all because for me, it's similar to I used to love McDonald's until I worked there. Like, I worked at McDonald's when I was 17, and I used to love McDonald's. And then once you work there and you, you're around this food all fucking day, everything is McDonald's. And so when you're off and people are like, yo, what do you want to eat? Last thing you want to eat is McDonald's. Right. right. It doesn't mean that McDonald's sucks. You're just you there all day, every day. So, no, I get it. I feel like it's similar to
1: that. Okay, cool. I thought You, were you feel be...
0: better now? Yeah, yeah. You thought i to be mad? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you know, that's funny because people always apologize <laughs> if I get in a lift or something and eventually someone will recognize me, they always apologize. I'm so sorry. I don't listen to the show. And I'm like, I'm not offended. Like, I, right. I, I don't walk around thinking that every <laughs> single person on the planet listens to the bird show. Right. I'm not that arrogant of an individual or in the moment, I don't even know why people feel the need to apologize to me when they don't listen. That's okay. I mean, I think it's stupid. That you don't listen Like I don't <laughs> I mean I don't I don't know a more Entertaining place to be But But at the same time Like no I'm not offended by that Okay cool You done? Is yeah. that all you wanted to tell me That you just you used to love me Until you actually met me And now you don't give a fuck Is that what You wanted to get <laughs> off your chest uh, did you did You feel better? You know. Oh, we have a, we have a caller. <laughs> Dude, anytime. <laughs> this is what you do. Get the fucking phone. Woman. Anytime the
1: screen. Like, caller number one. <laughs> anytime the screen comes on, bro, I get PTSD, bro. Like, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, fucking, like I fucking hate the phones. Bro. I, I did too. <laughs> Y'all hate the phones? Dude.
0: It's, is, tell me about the phones.
1: All right, so let, let me tell you something. I joined the Bird show. I was an intern from march to about like august yeah. of 2020 uh-huh. right after august blake left and they gave me his job i was honored by that i was just like fuck yeah like being part of the bird show hell yeah i'm down i'm still in school i'm studying now i get to work in the field that i'm studying like no thought about it i'm gonna do this mm-hmm. when i joined the bird show i didn't realize people don't realize that taking phone calls some a lot of times when people call in they automatically think they're talking to Burt.
0: Immediately, right. they actually immediately. think that bird is on the air. Yeah. And so,
1: immediately, like, motherfucker, fuck you for talking about the vaccine and blah, blah, blah. I fucking hate the mask. Tell Mo to shut the fuck up. Tell Christian to shut the fuck up about her baby, blah, blah, blah. Bro, I've gotten every single phone call from you talking about your life experience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I joined the bird show in a time where it was the presidential election.
0: Oh, wow. Great. What a time to be alive.
1: So when the phone calls would come in, <laughs> bro, it was people cussing at me, and I was not ready for that shit. Like, I, nobody prepared me for that. And, like, even Blake. Blake did tell me, bro, you're going to get phone calls, and they're going to be rude. hmm And they're going to bring you down. And he's yeah, like, absolutely. like, even Blake himself was just like, dude, there's some days where I go home, and I feel sad. I feel down. hmm mm. And I was just like... Nah, that ain't gonna happen to me. But, like, it gets to you. It's draining. I hung out with Kristen this weekend, and I told her, like, there are certain times where I tell Katie, hey, can you cover the phones for me real quick? Because I know the certain topics that are gonna come on, and- You don't wanna hit it. Mentally, I know I'm not ready for that. Mm-hmm. And so I told Katie, like, yo, can you just take over this segment real quick? Because I know I know Katie's gotten to the point where she don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, she mm-hmm. don't give a fuck. Like, it's a caller. They got their opinion. It's great. It's valid. That's their opinion. Cool, you got that opinion a lot of times you can just tweet that if uh, i'm being honest yeah i don't need to hear that like it brings me down bro like mentally it fucks with me i love katie she's she's a fucking trooper and she takes over sometimes and she's just like right, i got it she's like hey good morning bird show. what's your name and then you know what i'm saying like it's they the do the script thing. she does that shit but like i think i joined the bird show in a very crazy time where it's the middle of a fucking election you had the left and the right arguing left them back and forth, and they were calling me and cussing me out. And, bro, like, there are certain moments, bro, when you walk in, you haven't even had your coffee, and people are already cussing at you and yelling at you. And you're like, what the fuck did I do? A lot of times you're like, don't take it personal. It's for the bird Show. It's for this and that. And it's just like, nah. But, like, when people are telling you straight up to you, even if it's not for you and it's directed to Burt or it's directed to Kristen or it's directed to Davi or it's directed to you, it still fucks with your mind.
0: Listen, I'll say this from my standpoint. Getting into radio has been like the best thing that has ever happened to me and the worst at the same time as Mm -hmm. far as my tolerance and my patience. And I say that because when I first came into the situation, it was so much shit I didn't know about radio. Yeah. And I joined the bird show and I had to deal with a lot of what people saw. They saw a lot of the easy stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. First
0: black Mm -hmm. guy to ever join a white show. Never lived in Atlanta. I'm from New York. Never been in the South. Never been in radio. Don't have any of this experience. Never even had to really truly sit within a white conversation and find my voice in it. I don't feel like people truly understand how difficult that shit really is. Right? Yeah. But even in dealing with all of that, now you got to go home and I got to fight with everybody. I got to fight with the white people who are telling me what I don't have no business having an opinion in this environment. And I got to deal with the black people that are telling me you're a sellout. Why are you there in the first place?
1: I think that's what hurt me the most, if I'm being honest with you. Like, when I came on and I talk about being undocumented and and being protected under the uh, DACA program, I told my story, and I was ready for certain, you know, people to, like, come back at me. I was so ready for that. Mm -hmm. What threw me off was the fucking DMs of my people. Yeah, fuck you up. My fucking people. Everybody going... Against me And I was just like Whoa wait a minute Like Hold on Like we're in the same boat I
0: thought I was helping Yeah I thought I was walking Into the fire To put the fire out
1: Now you're Judging me Because I talked about Too much about What certain amount Of money this is Like certain Immigration fees mm-hmm. People were Coming at me In my DMs About that shit And I was just kind of like It threw me off Well And then I think It was talking to you Yeah We have hung out a couple of times We've never had a one on one But like we've had Like our, yeah, our moments together Right, you just we, don't remember, but we did it. Facts.
0: <laughs> Y'all was talking for a good minute, yeah, actually. Yeah, it's, it's like a whole hour, actually. Shit. I tried to talk to you, stupid ass. You ain't fucking remember now. now. Now you don't listen to me, and you don't listen to me when I talk in real life. What the fuck? No, no. Yeah, but, but you want, but you want tears. But I did listen to you,
1: right? Because yeah. I was just kind of like, yo, and you told me yourself. I think you dealt with this coming in, where you dealt with your own people. And they were, like, the ones that were judging you the hardest. Yeah, for sure. I dealt with that. I was just like, oh, it's my own Latin community judging me. Th- it hurts. Even though
0: I'm the one representing y'all, and then y'all make me feel like shit. Well, you know what it is? You don't prepare for that. When you come into the space that we've come into, right, and we going way deeper than I anticipated us to go, but I love this. I'm here for it. Okay, cool. When I walked into a white show, if I'm being honest, I anticipated that the white people weren't going to like me. Right. Simply because I'm black. They're not going to give me a chance. Mm -hmm. They're not going to care what I have to say. They're going to think everything I'm saying is not relative to them. So why am I even speaking? I was prepared for that level of racism and ignorance from some white people. Because I always have to be clear, because I love my white brothers and sisters that accepted me. Right? But there's a difference. What I wasn't prepared for was the black people that was going to call me a sellout. I didn't know that was a thing. And the reason I didn't know that was a thing, I was ignorant to it. One, I'm not from the South. I didn't realize how deep the racism thing really is. Like, being from New York, I know racism exists. I had my share moments of, like, someone calling me the N-word to my face, me having to handle it, whatever. But it's a little different level when you come to the South. That's number one. In radio, in my mind, in my naive mind, I have all this (laughs) talent. I have all these – I have a gift. I know I'm good at radio. I can do this. I'm a great comedian. I got all this. I worked for the Breakfast Club, top radio station in the world. Mm -hmm. They gave me no looks. They looked at me and said, this guy's so gifted that we're going to fire him. That's what happened because he's too talented. I didn't know it at the time. At the time, I just thought, oh, I'm not good enough. When I started to actually get to compete with them and get to play on their level, it's like when you get cut, you know what I'm saying? And then we meet again in the playoffs. And I'm like, hold up. I can ball with them. So why am I not playing for them? And then I start to get a lot of the messages from people saying, go work for the breakfast club, Mo. You got it. You should be on the breakfast club. Envy shouldn't be there. You should be there. What they don't know is I was there. They told me, fuck you. And then there was this guy named Bert miles away who I'd never met who said, hey, I see something in you. I'm going to give you opportunity to give it to the world. Was I supposed to say no? The black community just fired me, but I'm going to wait around for it. What are you supposed to do? I need a job. Here's the guy that gave me the opportunity. You know how many black men got their opportunity from a white guy who saw something in him, Mike Tyson, great example. It happens to a lot of people. But for some reason, black people don't appreciate that. They'll say he's a sellout. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that it was like no black person was going to say, I-, I completely get why he went there. Nope. They didn't give him a shot when he was over there. No, they're just going to say, oh, wow, you went, you went and played with the white people. You're a sellout. And I'm like, I don't get that. What a part of that makes me a sellout. I didn't walk into the situation and then not be black anymore. I've seen a lot of black people do that in media. I'm not going to sit here and say any names, but they get into a station. They're not even themselves anymore. I didn't do that. It doesn't matter, bro. But then I thought about what I call the Jackie Robinson effect. Jackie Robinson had to go out there and perform when people were spitting in his face. They didn't give a shit about how he felt. Go get a hit. And these people in the stands are going to be spitting in your face. They're going to be calling you all kinds of names. No one cares. He didn't have to deal with social media. He literally had to deal with people spitting in his face. So for me, in my mind, every day I got to get on and I got to put on this Brooklyn Dodgers jersey. And if Jackie Robinson Mm. can still go out there and get a hit while people are spitting in his face, I can go out there and give an opinion while people are giving me a comment. It's easy. I saw Jackie do it. This is light. And when I really got that across to myself, comments meant nothing to me anymore. And that's why I say it helps, but it hurts, because I got so embedded in regardless of what you or anyone else says, I have a mission. And I have to complete it. Now I'm so opposite of caring about anybody's opinion. What well, I care for. These people that call you on the phone every day saying whatever they got to say. Well, why they don't build their own platform and go say it to somebody who will actually listen? You ever noticed like some of the people who have the most to say got 12 followers? The reason. What well, I care about what your opinion, bro. Like build something, make me see it and then say it and then I'll hear it because you'll say it from up there. But Oprah Winfrey once famously said, nobody attacks me if that's in front of me. Did anybody ever call the phone who's ahead of what we are trying to accomplish to talk shit about us? No. Of course not. There's a reason that doesn't happen. What they say, dogs don't bark at parked cars. There's no reason to. So these people that start giving these comments and coming from these places as if they know you, as if you've done something to them personally, as if you've literally stepped in their living room, broke their TV, and ate a piece of their turkey, have so much shit to say when they've never been a part of anything you've actually experienced or built or fucking survived anything. Bro, when I truly got that, I tell you, I don't give a fuck anymore. Say what you want. Because nothing I ever get behind a microphone and say is with the intent to hurt anyone. Ever. Yeah, I'm trying to help. I'm trying to fix. I'm trying to give solutions. So if you're not about that, whatever you have to say to me, falling on deaf ears. So I've gotten to the point where I've gotten so cold, so wrapped up into who I am, like I believe in myself to the point where there's nothing you can say to me that will affect me. You'll eventually get there. Is that for the better... I don't know anymore, but it's what radio did to me. Yeah, no, I think- It'll I th- be for the better.
1: Yeah, and I think I've- Because th- you care I- too much. Right. I think for so long, I was competing to be just like Blake. You know, if I'm being honest. because I think Blake was just fucking great on radio. You know what I'm saying? Like, this kid is talented. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, this kid is fucking great. Whatever he does, he's going to put his best effort to. And so I think for so long, I was just kind of like, damn, I know everybody loved Blake. Just enjoyed Blake. And I think for so long, I was just kind of coming in and I was just like, well, I'm the one that's taking over Blake's spot now. And so I got to be just like him or better. For so long, I was trying to make sure I was competing, even though there was no competition. You know what I'm saying? I do. Like, there was no competition whatsoever, but I created that
0: competition. I did that with Brian. I did the same exact shit. I used to have conversations with Katie about it when I first started. Damn, we confining Katie a (laughs) lot. Katie has been here through it all. She's like 98 years old in bird Show years. Literally. (laughs) She's seen all the changes, everything. Literally. (laughs) Nothing is new to her. (laughs) Fuck. She's been waiting in the water for a long time. On you show. know what the crazy thing is, burst secretly doesn't know I was there the night he met Tiffany for the first time. Like, there's so many. You've things. seen everything. Hey, everything. Katie, was when Katie hurt. came on air the other day and was like, "Would you say I've been here six years?" Everybody Bro. said, "Oh my god." That's what I was about to say. <laughs> what? <laughs> really? <laughs> she was hurt. She should have been. She was hurt. Why like, are you tell my business? I was hurt. I felt <laughs> talk <laughs> About it. We, yeah, we bringing feelings out, right? You know, Katie, Katie, over, Katie over there smiling at both of us, fucking pouring our hearts out. Mm-hmm. Keep going, now it's your turn. You was hurt? (laughs) Why you was hurt? I was hurt because when I started working in this station...